0: Hello, welcome back to the latest You Are My Borough with myself, Tom Shaw, and we promised a special guest. We've got one. Josh Walker joins us. Uh, Josh, uh, you might be well aware, made his Borough debut on that famous afternoon when Borough played at Fulham in 2006. and captained England through the age groups. We're going to have a good chat with Josh, looking back on his career and what he's up to now. Um, and first things first, Josh. You, you must be a busy man because we've been trying to pin this down for a few months haven't we and uh, for one reason or another we, we've been unable to nail it until now so thanks very much for your time what What are you doing how, how are you keeping busy
1: I'm good mate I'm good I'm, um, I've got a, a football coaching company um, Foot Forward Coaching which is up in Edinburgh that's where I'm based now um, my my family my two young kids that's where they are and that's where I kind of settled when I when I retired from playing Um Started my coaching company now, but I think we're about six years in. Um, really pleased with how it's going. Um, some different pathways we've I've decided to take with it, and it's it's been great. It's been it's I've, I'm really really enjoying it to be honest.
0: What age groups up then? So we've
1: got we've got different parts to it. So in the in the company we've got like after school clubs um, at a few schools in Edinburgh. We've got um, we do like one to ones group sessions, team sessions, Um, we offer birthday parties, things like that. And then about maybe November time last year, well, sorry, I'll rephrase that. When I first started the company, I wanted to set up an academy. Now, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know what I was planning on doing um, with it, but it was just in my head I wanted to have an academy. Um, Unfortunately, I'm at that stage now where I'm at that point. So. I kind of done everything a bit in reverse order, like things I'd never thought about in terms of like I say the after school clubs and actually working in schools. Um, so now I'm at the point where I've done all the things I'd never thought about. And now I'm doing the thing that I'd really always wanted to do. And with the academy, we it goes alongside kids playing. So like we do a lot of one-to-one coaching and things like that. But with the academy, it's like based around 12 to 15 kids per age group. So whatever coach they're with myself or I've got other lads, experienced coaches, experienced ex players, current players, um, who come in and do this and it's it's been brilliant. So we have that from we're youngest at the academy's five and we're eldest is 17, 18. So we obviously not in the same age group, but all, all spread out across the age groups and it's been um it's been a massive hit. It's kids are signing up every week and we're almost at maximum capacity. So it's Honestly, I, I can't thank everyone enough who actually puts their that, that trust in me for coming and um, getting getting my kids coached, you know, it's been brilliant.
0: No, brilliant, great stuff. So, go, going back to the start, then, um, you know, for those who aren't aware, and 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 you're going to have to be a kind of pretty young viewer or listener, really, not to be aware. But Josh came through the ranks at Bora was one of the most highly rated young players in the country clearly captain Burra, uh, sorry captain england there was it 16 17 and, and 20s 16 um, 17
1: 18 eight and 20s yeah
0: and then like i said made his borough debut when he was when he was 17 in that in that famous game on the final day of the 2005 6 premier league season when when steve mclaren named his 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 all english team um made up of the vast majority of academy players first things first then josh you know that's clearly not a side accent how, how did it end up that, that, you, that you that you came to borough in the first place how was it that borough kind of won the battle to sign you i guess
1: it was it was a strange one really because like you say i, I lived in newcastle i lived in a place called killing um being brought up and obviously a massive newcastle fan from from being very young um and we started playing boys club football i think when i was about seven or eight um and a couple of weeks into the league season, my dad got a phone call from Peter Kirtley, um, who was the scout at the time at Middlesbrough, and asked if I'd like to go down for a trial. At this point, it wasn't an academy, Middlesbrough. It was all School of Excellence. And the School of Excellence was actually in um, Gateshead, a place called Emanuel College. So they invited us down for a six-week trial. Me and one of the other lads in the team, Ben Richardson, the two of us went down. And um, when dad. Before I we went down, my dad told us about it. As I had heard of Middlesbrough, but I didn't know, like, I, I, in my age, I just kind of knew Newcastle. I was just so focused on Newcastle and, and things like that. So when it was Middlesbrough and training in Newcastle, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. But when I went in, the the, the coach who was coaching at the same span, Nixon, who was, who was a brilliant coach I worked under, to be honest. And... Um, I've actually took some of the, the methods he he coached me with and developed them into mine because he, oh, he was fantastic. But anyway, I walked into the session and there was about 10, 15 lads in the session and they were doing all these 10, these turns, the 10 turns, the borough 10 turns. And me and Ben looked and I thought, I've never even seen half these turns, never mind trying to do them. And I felt so out of place. I was like... Come away from, from with my mom and dad, and I was like, I'm not good enough, I, can, I can't do that, you know. But I stuck it out, stuck it out um, six weeks, and then six weeks later, they, they signed us. Um, How old I, are you
0: at this point, then?
1: So I was eight, and I think when I signed, I was nine. Um, so I did my trial at eight, signed at nine, and then about, I think I was about 11, it, it then changed to an academy. And um, at this point, um, I was kind of struggling to be honest um and Middlesbrough had a word with my my mom and dad and it said that um they were going to move us down in age group because i, I was struggling at the time and um, i think it was a bit of confidence a bit of do you know what i mean I, I i can't remember what the feelings were i was going through but i just remember that happening and um that was that and then my mom and dad spoke to a couple of boys club teams and back in newcastle with the with they on. Remember this boys club, Walls End Boys Club. Um, so when I signed at Middlesbrough, they were unhappy that I was signing there instead of signing for them. So when it came back around full circle, Walls End said no to us. And thankfully they did because from that moment I played down in age group for a few weeks. Started scoring goals, flying, confidence was going through the roof. Got moved back into my own age group. And then by the time under thirteens come under fourteens, I was playing in the seventeens in the reserves. I was flying from that point, so it was it was a blessing in disguise, really.
0: And and is there is there a time when you when you start to realise that, like, maybe that you, you, you know, not that you, you're special, but that you clearly stand out from the rest. That you clearly, you know, that you've clearly got a real, real chance, especially when you get to the point where you're, you know, captain in England. Was, was there a time when you look back and you can pinpoint that where you thought, you know, I, I have a real opportunity?
1: Well, there, there was just times in my career where I look back and I think, God, that is different. Like I remember playing Newcastle and I must have been 12 or 13. And I remember the coach on the side of the pitch like saying, we'd love to buy you. We'd love to buy you. And I started laughing and they went, we're not, we're not joking. We'd love to buy you. Are you mom and dad here? Yeah, and I thought, Crew. like, do you know what I mean? I'm 12, 13 year old So obviously there was loads of chat going on all the time from me being 12, 13 with loads of clubs. And it was, I was very, and my parents are well, brilliant for this, keeping us very grounded. A lot of this stuff I didn't find out about until I was a bit older. But like, it was, it was things like that. So from like maybe 13 and then, at 13, I had an Adidas. I was sponsored by Adidas. I was one of the youngest kids in the country to be sponsored, and it was—they invited us down, my whole family, my, my brother, my mom and dad, to the headquarters in Manchester, and um, to persuade us to sign. I mean, there was—you didn't have to persuade us. Do you know what I mean? That was going to sign. Um, we were all getting free stuff, but anyway, we went down because Nike were wanting us to sign too. So anyway, we went down to Adidas. And they give all four of us, so you imagine this big massive warehouse, they give all four of us a trolley each and just go and take what you want. I thought, 13 year old, 14 year old, and you're doing this. I thought, and at that point, you know, we were having, we, we almost had to get two cars coming back. Me and my brother were like <laughs> squashed in the back. We, we had skis and everything. It was, we know what skis, we had everything. But it was uh, things like that. And then obviously, I remember being 14. Well, at 13, I was playing in the 17s and playing week in, week out and got a couple of opportunities in the 19s by the time I was 14. And then I remember getting a phone call at the school, I was 14-year-old, and um, the school said, oh, Josh, we've got a phone call, You're, um, you've middlesbrough have got a game tonight, they need you to play. I thought, we never play through the week like that. So anyway yeah i was getting out of school i was buzzing with that so i came home and my dad sat down and he says oh you, you play playing for the reserves tonight i'm saying, reserves so we're everton in the reserves i mean this was in reserve team football was proper reserve team yeah. football you know like at um so 14 year old i'm sat on the bench at everton i think they played at southport at the time and i and i come on we were getting beat 2-1 when i came on and it uh, was about 20 minutes left and we got a free kick in the middle of the pitch Sorry, the middle of Everton's half. There was me and Colin Coop, I stood around it. And I like I wanted to take it. And Coops was like, Well, you better do something good, yeah. So I just like stepped back, whipped one in, and Danny Graham scored ahead at the back post. Like, <laughs> and he was like, Fucking hell, that's brilliant. And then it was you know, and it was uh, things like that. And um, and for, like I say, from that moment, you know, like 14, 15, playing with England everywhere, every team in the country, Europe talking about you wanting to sign you. It was it was very, very surreal, you know, like when I look back, but I was like I say my parents kept us very grounded.
0: And, and when you said there there was some stuff that your parents kept from you. I mean you just dropped in there that clubs clubs in Europe were interested in signing you. What what type of stuff did, did they tell you later on what you know what clubs were interested in you, what type of things were possibly cropping up?
1: So well at the time, this was when Chelsea had been taken over by Abramovich and was starting to they wanted to invest in the academy. Um so Chelsea were like a constant um with my family and agent and constant. Um Arsenal would ring my house, speak to my dad. Things like that. It was my agent telling us about, you know, like the other clubs were wanting to find the cheapest way that they could sign us because it was going to cost a lot of money. So they were talking about send signing for Andlect. So, you'd find in a foreign country, and then come back for cheaper. It was there, yeah. all these type of things were going on behind the scenes. But all in my head, I was just focused on borough. And it was, I've got to thank my mum and dad massively for that because maybe finding all that out as a kid. I mean, say that, like, this was everyone had a paper back then, like, you'd read a paper. So my my pals would bring in to school, and I'd be every week in the paper. Aston Villa, I want to say, Josh from Arsenal, Newcastle, Liverpool, Everton, Man City. It was constant, and but I was I was just very level-headed. Very I knew I knew in, I knew my capabilities. I knew I was a good player, and I knew what I could go on and, and achieve. It was just um, those were sort the of type of things. I was crazy.
0: And, and what did Borough do? To to make to convince you to to make you want to stay Did you, was was the man I mean Steve McLaren a bit yeah it'll be McLaren obviously at the time McLaren, was McLaren involved what what went on to make you to kind of to keep you
1: well so it so the I got offered a contract by Middlesbrough 13 he offered as a a two year scholar and a one year pro 13 year old so when I left school I could find that so obviously me and my parents were absolutely like. You're right, you're like, you know when you leave school you've got that because we didn't know like about prof- you knew you got a professional contract but we didn't know the extent that everything worked so then all the agents started happening and and, and coming and, and I'm glad they did in a way because I would have probably just signed that but what happened is it, it got to it got to stage 15, 16 I'm ready to leave school and Middlesbrough had offered us um, I think it was a, a pro till I my 17th birthday and then a, a professional contract from my 17th birthday but like I say all these teams and European teams wanting us and Chelsea like to the the money that they're talking about was was crazy do you know what I mean like it was at that stage of my life I mean you're talking thousands of pounds a week at 17 year old what you're being offered like signing on fees everything like it was so it was a very difficult decision in terms of financial, but my mom and dad always left it down to me, but it it was getting to the point where I hadn't signed. I hadn't signed. I think, to be honest, it, there was a stage where I thought I was going to go to Chelsea. We kind of all, my parents, me, we thought that would, that's where I was going to go because it was just a massive opportunity. Um, told Middlesbrough I was leaving. Um, didn't tell them where i was going but i said i was leaving so then mclaren phoned my mom and dad and we had he asked us to come in for a meeting so we went in for a meeting with him um whether that was a good idea or a bad idea because it was going in with the first team manager that was me i was just locked on Middlesbrough. Yeah. i was never leaving again do you know what i mean that was right. me because the things he was saying he was like he knew everything about us he knew what I'd done in the reserves, he'd seen us play. He said, "I'll play in the first team like next season. You'll be with the first team straight away." He said, "We want to fast track you. All these ambitions, like further down the line, what I can do." And it was unbelievable, and I believed every word he said. And it was, and that, that was me. I signed, and to his word, everything was was spot on. You know, um, went in full time in the summer. Um, was with the first team from day one of pre-season yeah I flitted in and out with the reserves and and youth team and but predominantly trained reserve first team reserve first team and just very i, I would have played at 16 had i not been injured you know like yeah. when we went down to arsenal that day i know we got back seven 0 that season I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you remember yeah, um, yeah. i'd got injured there's a couple of days before and there was a lot of young, I, I would have been in that you know like i'm gonna be the youngest player to ever play um but I still, still uh, was out injured for a long time in that season. Still played the last game of the season because I was, I was desperate to do it, you know, because I'd worked so hard to do it. But it was uh, brilliant. And that's how I signed up for I
0: and, and, and let's talk about that. And we'll come back to McLaren. But let's talk about that, that Fulham game then, the debut. What, what do you remember about it? How did it come about? When did he tell you that you were going to be involved? And, and what was the feel around the club? Going into that game, given really the historic team that, that was named, because although it you know ended in a narrow defeat, it's still a it's still a team in a game that's talked about today on T-side, and understandably so there's a there's a real feel of pride, isn't there, looking back on that day.
1: Oh, 100 percent I mean, for for 15, I think it was 15 out of the 16 in the squad, all of we lived that well, I lived the furthest away in Newcastle. Everyone else, all of us <laughs> were within that region, you know, like That is completely unheard of. That will never happen again. Do you know what I mean? And and it was, but it was 15 quality players. I mean, we went to Fulham and we held our own, and we probably should have won the game really with the chances we had. Do you know to lose one nil? But um, I remember the build-up to the game because obviously we had the UEFA Cup final the following week, so there was there was word going around the training ground that. he was going to involve some of the young lads and i, I kept I, there was a lot of people saying that i'd be involved in whatever and i'd been flying i'd been injured i'd came back and we played a reserve game against man united and i remember playing against Darren fletcher and like I, he'd been a first team and yeah i just remember like one twos right like you know like little things that stay away around the corner passes all this type of thing and it really stood out in that game And when i was hearing these things i thought I'm, I'm ready like i had in my head i was ready like i, ho- I was just praying every day fingers crossed that i was going to be involved and then i seen the squad list and i was in and i was just pfft. Yeah. it actually got upset do you know what i mean it like got it was that much because it worked that hard and um, and i it brought tears to my eyes like i had to just go and be on my own for a bit because i was just so pleased delighted excited nervous everything you know um and then obviously going down and then and then playing, it was unbelievable. Like really, really good.
0: And 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 you mentioned the the, the season before when you'd got injured. Had, had had you stayed fit? Do you think you'd have been in and amongst the first team in the entirety of that season? And and you know, with that comes those UEFA Cup nights and and everything that goes on there. You know, were you were you on schedule to be part of the first team set up in that season? Had you had you not? got that injury. Uh,
1: it, it, it's always difficult to go and say what and, and ifs and maybes but I think it was nailed on do you know what I mean because the, mm-hmm. the amount of games we were playing we were playing Saturday, Tuesday Saturday, Tuesday all the time and like, I mean I was you know 16 year old and I'm flying in the reserve team like it's training with the first team not looking at to plays first team playing players showing loads of respect like wanting to help us the likes to George Boateng and Deriva were the two at the time. Mendietta, like taking time to speak to us, hang back after training to help us work on things, like to keep my feet on the ground, even though they were. But do you know what I mean? Keep you grounded, and it was like I say, just very unfortunate, just with injuries, and uh, who knows what the career would have would have went on to be. But it's um. Who knows? Who knows?
0: And, and I guess the other, the other kind of what if, if only at that stage is, then obviously McLaren goes on to join England. Given, given you know how highly Steve McLaren rated you and what he promised you, that that personally for you must have been a, a blow, was it?
1: Honestly, it was, it was almost a dagger, really, because I like I felt I was like it, it it it's it's hard to say at the time when he left. I didn't actually feel... I was gutted that he'd left because I knew how much he loved us. But I also thought, well, Southgate coming in, I'm still flying. It's going to
0: be... he training and watch. It, your, it, yeah.
1: It's, it's going to just be the same. But obviously, Southgate coming in and going from being captain and player to then manager and having massive egos in that dressing room, you know, like Hasselbeck, Duga, Mendiana, all that type of player to put in myself like do you know what I mean another young lads as well everyone had to bide their time a bit but again come back pre-season I was flying in pre-season played Sheffield Wednesday for the first team pre-season but then I got injured again and my momentum just didn't keep going you know I was out for three months and in that three months you know what it's like it's a hell of a long time in football people overtake it people get in your position you know um, but that season I mean had a I had things that just kept going without getting injured. It would have been myself and Catamore playing a lot of games in midfield. You know what I mean? It, us two would play together from was a year older than me. So I was played in his age group and then we always played above together. And it was, yeah, we're, we, we always said it would have been brilliant to play together on the first team. It just never worked out.
0: And, and, and just before we talk more about Southgate, going back to you know, playing above yourself, obviously you, you were involved in the FA youth cup winning squad. Um and you'll have been what two, three, four years younger than than, or at least two or three years younger weren't you than the than the bulk yeah. of that squad at the time.
1: Yeah, so I was 13, I was the youngest right. to be involved with the squad. Yeah. So like I mean, to be honest, I didn't play um much at all. Um but 13 year old they didn't need me there. Do you know what I mean? They didn't need to have me there but they, I was there ahead of some older players, you know like um so i was always in and around players who were top players but older players and i think it was that that brought my game on massively because being around that quality but also me saying that people at 16 17 18 19 they were close to being in the first team but i'm 13 14 15 playing with them i still had and believed that i was as good if not better than a lot of them and they were close to the first team I knew I was I was on my way do you know what I mean so it was I was I loved my time at Borough I absolutely loved it like the the people the the upbringing the way that the way they are with the kids the way they were with me and um, certainly before managers and changeovers and all that type of thing but it was I loved it loved
0: it and and, and um, on England before we before we go back to to Southgate and how things develop there. Um, you know, you, you captained England at various youth levels. What what's that like? And who was in that squad? Who were you coming up with through the ranks there?
1: So our England team was oh, it was n- names all over. You know, like so we'd have well, um, well defenders. Just thinking off the top of my head, you had like Ryan Bertrand. Um, James Tompkins Kieran Clark myself I played centre-half sometimes Um, and then you'd have um, Delph obviously then if I wasn't playing centre-half I was playing midfield me, Delph uh, Mandy Carroll Scott Sinclair Theo Walcott uh, Daniel Sturridge you know what I mean it was a trip yeah and I'm I'm, I'm definitely missing out loads of names there Um, but they're the ones that are just coming back to was now you know it was a and to be captain of that group it was unbelievable you know
0: but back back to more of them southgate i remember you saying to me that that kind of one of your biggest regrets or not necessarily a regret but something you look back on is you were 17 year old and knocking on southgate's door and asking why you weren't playing and you look back now and think, you know, I can't believe I did that. But I guess at the time, that's just a sign of your confidence and and where you see yourself and where you view yourself within the first team setup, is it?
1: It was, it was, it was, it was never, I've said this to a few people, you know, it was never an arrogance. It was never like, I think I'm better than the level I'm at. It was not that, it was, like I say, because it it was almost a, a positive and a negative because I'm always around older players first team players if they're not playing they're banging on the manager's door but I forgot that I was 17 I like and I'm doing the same do you know what I mean and it was I I really I do regret that Um because you know a 17 year old 16 17 year old asking why he's not playing like go away you you're a kid do you know what I mean but I just had that much confidence in my own ability, like I say, without being arrogant. I just wanted to play because I knew the season before with McLaren, what I'd had. And when I was fit, like, I backed myself to be one of the best midfielders at the club and I was only 17. So it was, but it just, it just, experience. He went, decided to go with experience at the time for a couple of years and I just had to bite my time, which I found the most stressful and hardest time in my career, really.
0: And was that I was going to say? Was that what was his answer then when you asked him why why he went playing? Was it that? Was it that he wanted more experience in there?
1: Yeah, he said. He said like obviously he rated us very highly as a player, but he said that um, the the players he had. It, to be fair to him, he was so lovely about it. I mean, a lot of managers would have nailed a seventeen year old, and to be honest, maybe that's what I needed. Maybe I need needed nailed, put like and just said, "Get out my office! Don't you dare come back in here until you." 19 or something or whatever but he wasn't he was so lovely about it and to be honest he, he was like nah you, you are ready for first team football so we're gonna we're gonna send you on loan so I went to Bournemouth and I played I went there at 18 and just turned 17 or 18 I went to Bournemouth mm-hmm. and, and played there and then came back in the summer again flying in pre I always see when the season finished I always kept my fitness level really high like this you're talking in an era where the season finished and a lot of lads would do now until they come back do you know what i mean i know it's changed now where the lads are ultra fit all year round but that was me i was in that mindset then 20 years ago well 15 years ago do you know what i mean i was in that mindset and i'd come back i'd be top if not winning the bleep test top three in the bleep test all the running Technically, I knew I was the, one of the best there. So everything was just always on course in pre season. But then I always got injured in pre season. Like it was always, I don't know, it, but it was never a muscle injury. It was always something serious. It was always like a broken ankle or a, I remember we played Leeds in a pre season friendly and like I just got a bad tackle on it. I ended up doing my medial ligament in pre season. This was that pre season and not again man like how's this happening you know like out for three months so as i'm coming back from that i'm a week back from fitness and they brought this um this lad in to, to do some fitness stuff where there's like some hurdle work and that and i tripped over a hurdle and i ended up fracturing my ankle so i'm out for another two months so i've gone from flying pre-season to to not play till i don't think i played a game until january um a a friendly a reserve game um and then that was when i went to aberdeen on loan for the rest of that season so it was um i just frustrated
0: you mentioned aberdeen then you know what's coming next um talk to talk to me about that that by munich night i I, I can imagine you've talked about this dozens and dozens of times but surely it's not a story you're tired of telling
1: no it's not, it's not, it's, um, it, it, do you know the, the Aberdeen move, the loan move, it, it, they wanted us to go in the summer so before I would got injured they would wanted us to go on a season loan and Borough said no you're not going on loan, Um. so whether I would have played earlier had a, do you know what I mean, it was they said no I wasn't going, so anyway January, February came um, and they wanted Middlesbrough wanted us to go to Coventry on loan, Coventry won the championship, Aberdeen were in Europe, now uh, sorry, yeah. Aberdeen were in the SPL. I didn't know that they were in Europe. And it wasn't until someone mentioned, oh, i played playing Bayern Munich in a couple of weeks. I was like, Phew. I said to Middlesbrough, I was like, oh, let's go to Aberdeen. They were like, It'd be better for you going to Coventry. I was like, they're playing Bayern Munich. Like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I was really quite forceful. As that. I was like, that's where I want to go. I want to go there. So, like, right, you can go there. They left the decision to me. So I went there and started off brilliantly. We had, but like I say, I've gone from playing no games that season. I played probably two reserve games before I went on loan so I was nowhere near I was fit but I was nowhere near match level fitness and I went there and I remember we had like six games within four weeks we played and there were massive games as well like we played there was a cup game my first game we played um, Hamilton we beat them one beat them 1-0 and I got mine the match next game we played Celtic we got b 5-1 but I got mine the match third game we played by Munich on the Tuesday two, 2 2 scored, got man the match. So, my first three games within a week, I was flying, flying, and it was there. But I think the adrenaline and everything then just started to wear off, right? And the next three games, um, Kilmarnock, Aberdeen again, and you know, someone else, then uh, uh, someone else. I can't remember who it was. Then we played Aberdeen. I'm saying Aberdeen played by Munich away. And then we came back and played Kilmarnock on the Saturday away. And I got took off after half an hour. Like I, I was just physically wrecked. Like do you know, I, I was just drained. I, I like I was, and it was a, a, a brilliant experience Aberdeen. But they just didn't get to see the best of me all the time because I just I wasn't match fit. And it took us probably until three, four games before the end of the season, where I was then flying again because my fitness level was coming back properly and properly. And it was there. But the the Bayern Munich game, I mean, the build up to that was massive because they played each other in the past and had a bit of a history between them and Bayern Munich. So it was all over the place. And I just remember, like, I wasn't nervous at all, at all. I was just buzzing for it. And then when I went in the tunnel, and you come out in Aberdeen and you couldn't see the fans. It was just full of smoke. And I looked to my right and you're saying like Schweinsteiger and Podolsky and <laughs> all like Lucio and that. And I'm like, Lucio's a giant. I'm looking <laughs> at him, and, like, oh, yeah. and it was at that point, like I really, one of the it's first so bar, the goosebumps and everything on it. I was like, ah, got almost got a bit of stage flight. I had to yeah. calm myself down. And luckily I, I managed to do that and it, it went brilliant. But it was uh, I'll never forget that night. Like, it was unbelievable.
0: And it's funny because every year I see articles pop up from, from that neck of the woods where, you know, is it 15th year anniversary? Uh, do you know what? I, uh, someone, yeah.
1: yeah, someone mentioned it the other day and I said, you know, the ringers every February. I was and just I about to say video. that, yeah, yeah. Every February I got a, a phone call for an interview and I'm like, mate, just use last
0: year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same thing every year. But uh, but it's nice to go back in time with it.
0: Going back to Bora, then how how did things end with Bora?
1: So with Bora, I came back from Aberdeen. Came back from Aberdeen. Yeah, again, that pre-season was probably my the the Aberdeen loan move. Like changed something in his mentally. Like I, I was the focus in his. I thought they, they, I'm doing it this year. Like there, there's no one stopping us this year like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna ask to go on loan i'm not gonna ask anything i'm not going anywhere i'm gonna just focus and work hard whether i'm in the team or out, i'm gonna be in the comeback pre-season and again i think everyone could sense that there was something different in my game i'd almost set things up even more like i was you could see i was i was flying really really flying um Played against Yeovil in the Carling Cup. I think it was called then the Carling Cup. Um, Played that. Um, But I should have played. I I felt I I should have played a lot more earlier on. But it was like, I felt I was the best player I'm training every every week. And I thought, I was on the bench all the time. Just give us a chance, give us a chance, give us a chance. But I still didn't go and ask because I thought, no, I'm waiting my turn. Wait my turn. Because I knew it would come. It had to come because I was doing that well. And anyway, we played um, Barrow in the FA Cup, and he put us in the starting eleven. And I thought, right, you're not getting this off me ever again. And it went brilliant like, we, I mean, we, I think we beat them two one, but we, like, I, I just felt ready to be on that pitch, and it went brilliantly. Um, we then the next week we were playing Sunderland in Premier League, and we told us like earlier in the week, he said, Joshua's starting. Like you were brilliant Saturday, he says, That's you, you're starting. And I was like, So I knew all week, focused for this Sun a massive tea, t- uh, tease we had derby. I was like, Bring it on, like I was buzzing. In. Then listening to that song when you come out for with the, the pig pack, I was like, It was a, everything I'd ever dreamt of from being, say, 14, 15, getting in that first team, coming out to that song. I was buzzing and it was, Five minutes in, and Steve Malbron broke my ankle. It was like, I managed to play on half-time. Um,
0: With a broken ankle?
1: Yeah, it was like, well, a fractured <laughs> ankle, aye. Um, <laughs> but it, but again, that was the adrenaline that got us yeah. through. And I knew it's half-time. Like I, I took my boot off, and my ankle just swelled right up. But right. what I didn't want to happen is, I didn't want people to look in the paper, walk as taken off at half-time. I didn't want that. So I knew I was having to come off. But I didn't tell anyone it was that bad, so I went back out second half and like two minutes in, I just dropped down because I, I wanted it to look differently. Do you know right. what I mean? I didn't, right. so yeah. but I was heartbroken. I mean, I've there's a picture someone showed us, it was starting a pit. I was devastated because I, I thought, God, I'm going to be out for the season now. So, but fortunately, I wasn't. We um, I was out for about six weeks. Well, I was supposed to be out six weeks, but Grant Downey, the physio, and Chris Mosley, them two, they just worked tirelessly on us. And I mean, the effort everyone put in. Three weeks later, I trained on the Friday, and then he started us against Blackburn, put us straight back in. And it was, I thought, God, I've, I've, I've made it because, like, he's, he's shown that confidence. You know clean. what I mean? Straight back in. But then I think, it, there's a, the, obviously, Southgate coming in as a manager, and it, He made a decision the following week. He
0: said, This is sorry, this is the relegation season. This is the
1: relegation season, yeah. yeah. This is the relegation season, yeah. And we were playing Man City the following week on Sky and Rubinho and all that lot. And I thought there wasn't even any doubt that I'd be playing, like Mm -hmm. because everything I'd been I played so well the week before. And then he pulled us on the Saturday morning and he said, Josh, I'm I'm gonna leave you out of the squad today. And I was like, That was the that, that that everything I'd worked towards, I just got rocked so much mentally. And I was like, why? And he said, oh, we're just going to go with the experience. And like, I couldn't even talk because I was so, I thought I'm going to be playing against all these top players in two hours and now I'm not even on the bench. And it, I kind of went the other way. again. Like, I went from staying back and working really hard to almost becoming, I wouldn't say arrogant, I didn't, but like when you used to run after the game, I'd be like, I'm not doing that. Like, why do I have to do that? Like, do you know, which I would never have done. I still done it, but I was like asking questions and it was um, just the frustration level was massive. And then we were struggling massively and it was, it just didn't go to plan. Um So obviously Southgate then lost his job, but then I'm sure every player you had on, yeah, when we brought in Stratton, Jesus Christ, it just, <laughs> just honestly, just like, just ruined the whole club, like from from top to bottom, just just ruined it, you know. Just
0: the feel around the place.
1: Just the feel around the place was just horrific, like he was, the arrogance in the man was unbelievable. I mean, I know he's had had a great career playing and he's done brilliant at Celtic, but the way he spoke to people was just as if you are on the, like something on the bottom of your shoe, you know, it was, he just, no one talked to him and it just it, he then brought in all loads of Scottish lads and then obviously um, he he just didn't he just didn't like me, um, but, but it, which is football, which happens. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to always have everyone like you. Um, but so the that season he hadn't given us a squad number, um, which I felt was ridiculous. Um, but again, and worked hard in the reserves, and I remember Gary McAllister, who to be fair, was an unbelievable bloke, top, top guy. He was just watching, like, there was about eight of us training, like, because um, if you weren't in the first team, like, you just have to do your own thing. Um, so he came across Gary McAllister, and he seen me, and I don't even know what I was doing. He says, how old are you? Like, he didn't know us, and I, was, I just explained. He's like, all right, so we just got chatting, and we were doing a bit of passing and. He was we say, not oh, what foot are you? And I was like, Oh right, but I use my left. He said, I kinda tell. And it was just like a good chat. And um next day I was training with the first team. Um he he pulled, got us to go and train in there. And I did well. And there was an international break. A lot of our players, obviously being Scottish, they were away with Scotland, so the team was very depleted. But because it was a calling Cup, you still had to play. So Stratton started us and we beat the way Chesterfield and again I thought right I'll, I'll show you now I'll show you down i better than all these you brought in and um, played did really well on the telly after the game he's praising us in the change room he's praising us it was like phew, brilliant next day came in or the day we had a day off came in the next day Gary Pendry who was another terrible guy he came in and he said um, Josh we've got uh, the, the gaffer wants to see you Lads are going, oh, you would be starting Saturday. you would be starting. So I went in and he says, oh, Josh, uh, Watford have come in for you. We'll let you go. <laughs> I was like, what? I said, <laughs> <laughs> he says, ah, you've, uh, I says, I've just played. And he said, oh, well, I have done.' He says, I ah, have, but you're not going to play for me, son. And that was that. So oh, okay. as quick as that, I was gone. Played Tuesday down at Watford on the Friday, playing for them on the Saturday. It was, couldn't believe it.
0: Um, and, and, and I know this happened late, later in your career, where you look back and and maybe think, you know, how, how, how has this happened? And um, uh-huh. at that stage, when you're leaving Borough, is it, 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 it when you feel yourself kind of almost in a spiral, maybe, thinking, you know, what how have I ended up in this position, given that five, six, well, not even that, three, four years ago, you were you were one of the most in-demand youngsters, certainly in the country.
1: Yeah, it was there. At that stage,
0: you're kind of seeing Watford as the chance to write, I'm going to kickstart news, this is the springboard.
1: Well well what had happened just before I went to Watford, um we'd had a training game at borough We'd had reserves against first team at the stadium. And I was in the reserves and I was desperate to show him that he was wrong for not playing it, so I was trying everything like and I went in for a tackle with, with Joe Bennett. And uh the, to be fair, there was nothing bad in it at all other that he stood smashed off my knee and my knee just ballooned up. Right. Where this then set off the reason why I then retired but at the, at the time it, like that didn't that injury didn't kick in fully until I was probably a year down the line at Watford and then I was getting these pains in my knee and it was just I thought what's this pain but then it would go away and come back and then before you knew it I went from like I say what you just said there one of the most in demand young players in the country 17 16 17 18 year old to 22 and I'm getting released by Scunthorpe because I'm injured do you know what I mean it was like or 23 when I left it was uh, unbelievable like you, if you if you put my career path on the table and someone there was a, a pathway to release the Scunthorpe or Man United I think probably you would have
0: yeah very went, do you know what I
1: mean 16 17. but to then go the complete other way Like, because I knew physically, I couldn't play my game anymore, like the same way I played. And my game was always about quick movement, like pass, one touch, two touch, like, do you know what I mean? I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't physically do it. The demands on my knee were just, the stress level on my knee was just unbearable at times. And mentally that then just, I found it really difficult, probably about two, three years of my life after that, actually. Surrendous.
0: Did, did did you consider, physically, first of all, did, did you consider retirement at that age? Obviously, you went to Gateshead after Scunthorpe, didn't you? Um, I did, yeah. No one would
1: touch us. No one would touch us. No one would sign us. No one would... Because it, it, it was almost like everyone knew I was injured. Brian Laws said in the, like the Scunthorpe TV or whatever it was, paper, Josh's knees are ticking time bomb. Do you know what I mean? And it was... We can't find them it's gonna it's gonna blow up and obviously you know word spreads and footy like it was just no one the phone think I, one one manager ran, chris White. that was manager of oxford right and that was it. other than that other than like clubs real low low clubs like um that was it and it, it was at the point that uh we just i was with my partner at the time and we'd had we just had my daughter and I thought, I've got, what am I going to do? <laughs> I haven't got a job. So it was Gateshead, it was my pal, it was the manager. And then he rang us and he, he says, look, Bill, do you want to come here? And I thought, I haven't got anything else. Do you know what I mean? I felt I felt so lucky in a way that I still had that. Um, but it was it was just, like people say, it's just football. Do you know what I mean? And um, It was a very, very difficult time in my life, I'm not going to lie.
0: I was going to say that because it, it must have been hard, and, and you might well have felt this way. It Must have been hard not not to be bitter because I guess there's reminders everywhere you look. You put the you put the telly on on a Sunday afternoon and you're watching lads play in the Premier League who you think, well, you know, I was, he was in the team that I was captain of, playing for England when I was 16, 17, 18. So it must have been impossible to almost kind of remove yourself from that. It, I guess it was all encompassing, was it that that feeling? And and did you have that? Did you have that that bitterness?
1: a hundred percent it was um to be honest like, like me and my dad like and my w- my dad couldn't watch footy anymore he right. like i couldn't i couldn't watch footy without slating people which isn't me but it was like i'm seeing lads who i was miles ahead of playing for england in the world cups and things and i'm thinking Pff, i'm sat here with a busted knee like can't play or, or playing but not at the level i could play at you know what i mean and it was and and seeing my dad the way he was i felt as if almost i'd let him down so it was like I, just so much to deal with and then becoming a dad a young dad and i was like i can't handle this you know what i mean it was very honestly it was a, a, a horrendous time in my life for, for all of us really um and then the the one shining light to come out of this was at the end of that season at Gateshead, again, they knew I was nowhere near level of fitness to, to play. Um, so the, the Gateshead released us and I thought, I thought at that point, I thought, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, there's, there's no way I can do this anymore. Um, and John Johnson, a lad I played with at Borough, who was probably my best mate in football growing up. And he, he rang us and he said uh, he was playing in India. And he rang us and he says, Josh, would you fancy coming to India playing for the team I'm at? He says, uh, well, manager's been asking about you, and blah, blah. I says, uh, aye. Like, just, yeah, thinking nothing will come of it. Do you know what I mean? But it did. I went and met uh, Ashley Westwood, who was the manager. I went and met him in Northampton. Went and met him, had a chat with him and signed. And, but I, it, it, at this point, I was really... I wasn't fat but i was overweight i was almost like all i'd done was weight, like because i couldn't run it like i wasn't doing any running because i was trying to protect my knee i was just getting bigger and it was i didn't look like football anymore so when i went over there he was like this was a massive blessing in disguise was that we didn't play a league game so i went over there in july but we didn't play a league game until january so we yes. had six months of get getting fit it. but getting conditioned which I hadn't had and the transformation went full circle again. It was the, I needed to be away from, as terrible as it sounds, I needed to be away from my family. I needed to be away from my friends. I needed to be like on, on my own type of thing um, with no distraction because my, my life was spiralling, not just football, my life was spiralling and um, I, I couldn't let it go that way. So I went over there and like I say, got conditioned properly. And I, I, like I wasn't the Josh Ward I was at 17, but I was a a good version of him. Do you know what I mean? I, I knew how to play, knew how to handle situations like with my knee and things like that. And we then went to, to this team Bengaluru. Um and we were playing like Asian Champions League and Asian Cups and um, I remember, and this this will just top my career off. The the BBC knew I was playing out there, so they wanted to do a documentary on us because they knew this kid, 17 18 everyone wanted. Now he's in India. They came out, done a, a week's documentary on his first game. Oh, sorry, day before the game, I pulled me hamstring. So <laughs> they came to watch the game. I was injured. I thought <laughs> that just coming up so small, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, but. That that spell in India was, was unbelievable, and it was um, it saved my life in in many ways in terms of going completely the wrong way. Um, so I have so much to thank John for. He knows this. I've had it. He knows this. He knows exactly what I think of John. It's um, I it was it was a exactly what I needed.
0: I mean, you've said it yourself there. You- you you must look back and kind of fear, really, or think how the hell things might have turned out if you hadn't gone to India, because you said there things were spiralling mm-hmm. off the pitch.
1: Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, that was that was the biggest thing. It was more so... I knew the football side in, in the country and my ambitions and dreams had gone, but the, the, they were shattered. and I, But I couldn't mentally deal with that. So you turned to other things and it, um, it wasn't good. And it was... Um, I needed to get back on track somehow, and I'm a massive believer. I think things come in your in your life at the time to to help you. Do you know what I mean? And that was a pathway for me to get back on track, and and it did. And it was just again, it was just unfortunate. Like I mean, I was playing like I say with it the knee. That was a ticking time bomb, and I managed to get the the January to the May of the season done. But during the last game, last couple of games of the season, I was in agony in my knee, right. in agony, but I thought, I need a new contract, yeah, and I thought, if I can get new contracts, here, but just play six months of the year, I can handle this, do you know what I mean? So, they offered us a new one-year deal, so I signed it, um, came home, and then went back out, and then my knee just completely blew up the first day of pre-season when we went back, and that was that was it, that was that was me but uh but i knew i knew it was going to happen so it was i had to, it sounds terrible like um that i took the one-year contract knowing that i was going to i knew physically i was going to blow up at some point but i had to look after my family and things like that do you know what i mean i had to i had to do what was right and so when it did actually happen in pre-season i wasn't as devastated as people might think because I was prepared for it. I knew it was going to happen. Um, and let's like say the rest is the rest history, really.
0: Does, does more need to be done in football in general to equip young players? for? Because, you know, really it's the minority who go on to make it at the very, very top. The majority... You know, it, it's credit to Borough, really, isn't it, as a club that so many players go on to play as professionals, even if not at Borough. When you look across the football league, there's there's former Borough Academy players dotted around everywhere. But if you think of all the youngsters who are coming through the ranks at every single club, the majority fall away, don't they? Does more need to be done to equip those for life after football?
1: Well, I can only talk about the time when I came through because I'm not actually sure what it's like now. No, but but when I came through, it was non-existent. Do you know what I mean? It was you got released or you were injured, and that was it. Do you know what I mean? Like the when I when I was going through a terrible time in my life, and no one rang me. Do you know what I mean? Like no, the PFA or no no one called you to see how you're doing or whatever. Like do you know what I mean? It was. You just had to get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Like it is, but in some ways that's a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you've got to sometimes hit rock bottom to realize like it's actually not that bad. Do you know what I mean? Like I think what I was finding so difficult was because myself and everyone had massive ambitions for us and dreams and hopes on us. Because I knew I couldn't do that anymore, I just felt I was letting everyone down. So it was like, but then when I hit rock bottom, injured, no money, no no nothing anymore, no one wanting you. Like it was actually, in a way, the best thing to happen to us because, like getting injured the way I did. It could only go one way. I had to hit rock bottom to then start again because I had to almost let go of the let go of the, the player Josh Walker that I was to become a different player or a different person. Yeah. And it was uh that was probably the most difficult, but looking back, it was the best thing to happen.
0: And and now Two kids, you know, you talk there about the the, the coaching that, that's going very well. Are you now in a position where you can look back with pride at what you did achieve rather than oh, concern yourself with, with what you didn't?
1: I mean, I'm 100%, Dom. And, I mean, for a lot of years, I couldn't. I couldn't see what I'd done well because I could only see what I didn't. Do you know what I mean? But now, and not just now, for a lot of years now, I've been... it. it, it like, at peace, do you know what I mean, and accepting, and that's the biggest thing, accepting, I think once you accept it, 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 you then can start to look at things, I mean, we're going back to that, I mean, to having Chelsea and all, Man United, all these clubs ringing and putting in offers for your 16-year-old wanting to buy you, playing the Premier League at 17, captain of England 40 times, playing in the World Cup captain in England, Premier League, UEFA Cup, scoring in UEFA Cup, man, the match against Bayern Munich, all before I'm 18 do you know what I mean it's like that's that's not bad do you know what I mean it's not bad and it's um, who knows what I could have went on to achieve and things have been different with injuries who knows but looking back I'm very pleased with what I was able to do because there's so many um who don't get the opportunity to do it do you know what I mean and I think now with my coaching my academy my football company all aspects of it there the, the will be I, I'm not saying I'm the best coach in the world because I'm not but I try my best at my coaching and I've, I've got my badges I work hard at it but you're getting I feel with with me you get the the person you get the, the real Joshua and I think that's what people are paying into and what people buy into because they know the experiences I've had. They know I'm a good coach but they know that they're putting their son their daughter whatever level they're at. They're going to get a good session and a, and a good pathway into football, but into life. Because the amount of life experiences I've got, like, most people don't get that in a full lifetime, never before, never mind before they're 18. Do you know what I mean? So it's, uh, I'm very proud. I'm very pleased. I'm very disappointed still. I, I, you still always have that, oh, God, God, what could have been? But I, I can say that with a smile on my face. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't do this interview 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Put it that way.
0: Oh, brilliant. Well, thanks so much, Makers. I know, you know, we've spoken a few times over the years and um, I know you're always incredibly honest about things looking back. But even then, you know, as I say, we, we've kind of, you've told your story to me a couple of times, but there's still a few things there that you haven't told me and there's new things. And, I, you know, I hope for people watching and listening, whether you watch on YouTube or listening to the podcast, that, you um, If it is the first time you've heard Josh's story, you've you really enjoyed and appreciated his honesty like I always have done. So thanks so much again, Josh. I really appreciate that.
1: No, thanks very much, mate. Great to see you.
0: Keep in touch, yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll do this again at some point in the future. uh, Best of luck. Best of luck with the coaching and things. Thanks again, Josh.
1: Thank you very much, mate.